0: Welcome back to the URCA podcast. After taking a week off to focus on the URCA conference, I'm back with a few more episodes to close out our inaugural season. Stick around for the end of the show to hear more about what's coming next. On today's show, I interview Keith Rayner about his URCA presentation, Coaching with Captains. Keith is the head coach of UConn Rise and a senior editor at UltiWorld.com. In our conversation, we'll discuss the importance of establishing clear and effective communication with captains and how coaches can influence the development of captains as leaders. The skills your captains learn will not only help your team succeed, but they will be able to apply these skills throughout the rest of their lives outside of Ultimate as well. These developments can be some of the most meaningful ones you will witness as a coach. Now, let's get into our conversation. All right, I'm here with Keith Rayner. Um, Keith presented at this year's URCA 2019 conference uh, with a presentation titled Coaching with Captains. Keith, you want to say hi?
1: Hello, folks. Thanks for uh, having me on, Jack.
0: Yeah, yeah no, thanks for coming. Um, so, Keith, why don't we go ahead and jump into it? Um, why did you want to give this talk? What did you think was important about the content?
1: Well we as coaches particularly you know I, I've coached a lot in in college but I think that across teams as coaches we often talk about how do we relate to the whole team how do we communicate with the whole team and and for obvious reasons but a lot of our communication actually is done through the captains uh, a lot of the decision making happens with the captains of your team uh, and I you know, realized how frequently I was communicating with the captains and how much that informed how the team viewed my communications in general and how it changed the culture of the team. So to me, it felt like something to really draw attention to and ask people to think about is working directly with this leadership group. How can you have the best relationship possible? Because you end up working so closely with those coaches that I think you are with those captains that I think you have a chance to have a big impact on both them and the team through them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so kind of, do you think that in a sense, the coaches are, or you want the captains to be an extension of you as a coach, or are you more so co-opting what the captains feel about what you're doing and, and, kind of letting them set the tone to the team.
1: That's actually Does a that great make question, sense? Jack, because I think that that's going to differ from situation to situation. Uh I have other friends who are also coaches who really take ownership of their programs and ask the captains to help them do the best to guide the team to success. Uh I you know, it's it's different for different environments if you're working with Youth players, maybe you do want to take a more uh, central role, particularly if you're a long-term employee or something like that through a school, Um, or if you're working with club adults and you're the continued leader of that group, it's really contextual. For me, working so frequently with college players, it's important to me to give them ownership that the teams that I'm coaching our clubs and that my goal is to really be, I, I tell them that I am a tool to help you achieve your goals. I'm, I'm here to, to just like any other kind of piece of equipment or a person you would bring in to help you a fitness trainer or someone to help you work on, on mental toughness. I, I'm here to help you be the best that you can be and, and go in the direction you want to go. Uh, So I I tend to give a ton of ownership to the players and advise them to the best that I can. I often tell them, like, I'm not going to make this decision for you, but I'll give you my thoughts on it. Like, here's my input. And I want them to make the decisions, and I want them to make the mistakes that they're going to make along the way because I think that's important for college-age people to learn.
0: Right. So those kind of decisions, are there any decisions where – You will step in and say, no, I'm going to take over on this issue or like we can't do that because X, Y, Z or whatever.
1: Yeah, those those occasions are going to come up. You know, there's there's (laughs) obviously the extreme examples are like safety issues or something like that. Right. Um, Yeah. But there's also some areas where. You know, I, I I feel like my expertise and experience allows me to say, like, I really think that the, the outcome here is just too adverse for us to tolerate from a learning standpoint. Um, an example might be if a captain wants to berate a player for their play. Um, I would I think I would step in there and say, hey, this isn't how we should treat our teammates. Uh, I. I want you to be able to provide feedback to this person, but I want it to be done in a healthy way. And this is not going to help us achieve that. That's, that's an area where you, an example of an area where you can step in and say like, my decision is basically final here. This, this is not how we do things. Um, So there, there's definitely a give and take. Uh, It's, it's a, it's an interesting relationship to have because you want to find the ways to allow them to make their own decisions and, and make their own mistakes while still protecting them from from irrevocable ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's they're definitely with college. It's you got to make sure to balance that because college kids will make terrible decisions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no. Okay, no okay. Uh, certainly, uh, all, I will say that yeah. all of my decisions in college were well founded, and I regret nothing.
0: Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Same, but you know, the uh, it's the other kids you got to worry about. <laughs> Um that's good. Um okay. So let's get in kind of to the the meat of your talk. So um we've talked about why it's important and I think for a lot of reasons that's pretty obvious. Um but what do you think the most important points of your presentation? What do you think are the most important points of your presentation to take home?
1: Well, so I I I really Created a focus on communication. Uh, I I don't know if it's kind of chicken and egg. Like I think that this is the most important thing, therefore it became a central part of my coaching experience, or whether it was a central part of my coaching experience. And so I think it's an important thing. It's just an important thing to me in life. Uh, But you you have a relationship with your coaches, and relationships are built on healthy communication. Uh, So. To me, that was an important point: was to not only think about how you're communicating, but prepare your prepare yourself and your team for effective communication. Uh, so, in the presentation, I talked a lot about having a plan, having structure and infrastructure around your communication to help make it easier to deal with various situations, to clarify things basically to try and take some of the load off of you that you experience when you're kind of doing everything uh, by ear. It, it, that, that approach, while super flexible, puts a lot of weight on you to make decisions quickly. And this kind of takes some of that off, really having preparation to help you. And I think it's a good example to set as a coach. Uh, that was definitely one of the biggest points. But I also talked a lot about using the coach-captain relationship as a chance to help create leaders. I I love that having a club sport and, and sport in general, but particularly in the environment of Ultimate, gives us an opportunity to help players take away skills that are going to apply beyond just the field. Uh, I've always been a big believer that sports are our way to impart tools that help us interact with others in life and creating leaders is an important part, I think, of having a, a positive relationship with your captains.
0: Certainly. Yeah. Um, and I think I, d- I definitely agree with that. And that's part of the reason um, that we posted Lou Burris's talk um, on your presentation day about teaching leaders, because he went really in detail on how how you divide up responsibilities and really create uh, ownership and leadership throughout an entire program. Um, And I think that's great that you got into that as well.
1: Yeah. I I, Lou Lou and had really, I think made that a very visible part of his process when he was coaching the Oregon college women's team and you know, they had this philosophy of everyone contributing and everyone being a leader. And while my philosophy may not be the exact same, it's always been fun to, to talk with Lou and like find the differences that we have. Uh, You can't argue with the results. I mean, a lot of players who played under Lou have gone on to be coaches and captains and community leaders and... There's no way to say that that isn't in part because he empowered them to step up and to handle the challenges that come with being a a leader of your peers.
0: Yeah. That reminds me of one of my coaching idols outside of the sport of ultimate is Brad Stevens um, for the Boston Celtics. And I remember a story of when he was at Butler um, in college, Um, the year that they made the back-to-back Final Fours, they didn't have team captains. Or they did, but everyone was a captain. And throughout their interviews the whole year, they would just be like, well, yeah, everyone's a captain. The freshmen, rookies, seniors, doesn't matter. Everyone's a captain. Um, and that kind of ownership, I think, really, especially in college when people are trying to find their communities and find their groups of other people, um, like that sense of like inclusion and ownership is just so vital to a team.
1: And it's it's super rewarding to me as a coach. I mean, some of my warmest memories of being a coach are you know, I've been fortunate enough to coach through a whole cycle of college players to see someone enter as a freshman and leave as a senior and to watch people who've never played ultimate before, who were quiet and nervous on their first days of fall practice, one day be these leaders that their teammates look up to and respect and to hear the way that they talk about each other and care about each other is super meaningful and rewarding to me. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it, there have been times when seeing those relationships blossom has brought a tear to my eye because, uh, I, it's so wonderful to be a part of helping these people, grow as as leaders and, and as human beings yeah corny corny yeah. as that may be sorry yeah sorry if we're too no. saccharine folks
0: no <laughs> uh no yeah i couldn't agree more um i mean our, yeah our end of the season huddle every year has always been full of tears um and i don't think it's just exclusive to college that kind of development i think that happens all the time in adult club as well like you go, move to a new city, you don't know people, or you find this group of ultimate players in the city that you've lived in a long time, and it's just a new community. And I think everyone can think of examples of themselves or others who have just come out and, yeah, really grown into leaders like that. Um, yeah, so... I want to focus back on your presentation real quick. Um, what are some tangible examples of ways that you empower this leadership and and develop leadership within your team?
1: Well, so specifically focusing on on captains, uh, and and we can talk more about ways to create leadership opportunities. Although Lou does a much better job than that than I would in in his presentation. Um, I think it's very important to, as I said before, give them room to make mistakes, Uh, support them without doing everything for them. Um, It's easy to sometimes just say, this will be simpler if I do it, but it can be more powerful to let them do it even if it doesn't turn out quite as effective on the first try as it may have if you did it so a, a concrete example uh would be in the fall explaining a drill to the team so you may be a lot more experienced at explaining drills you may understand the drill more effectively you may have it very if you, especially if you're me someone like me I'm, I'm a huge terminology nerd and language nerd so like I may have very specific terminology. I want the team to know and I want them to attach it to the concepts that we're teaching. But even if I feel like I would be better at communicating those things on the first try than one of my new captains, there's a lot of value in saying to them, especially that early in the year, Hey, I want you to explain this concept because I think that you are good at this. And I think that the team will really appreciate that. Not only does that introduce to the team, this captain as, as a leader and a, and a person that they can look to for knowledge, but also it shows the captain that you have faith and belief in them. So for a new captain, that's, that means a lot. Uh, I think coaches can sometimes underestimate the influence that showing trust in the players can have. And particularly your captains are looking for that, um, so I, I think that that's like a very easy to understand concrete example, uh, and so maybe we'll get to this. I don't, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but uh, I did get a chance. To, like I went to talk to my captains and uh, players I've I've, cap- I've coached over the years who captained for me, and talked to them about you know what they felt like was helpful from their coaches, what they felt like the challenges were, and consistently, trust and support were two of the four things that they said that were extremely helpful. And I feel confident in saying that captains really, really desire the trust and support of their coaches and putting them in those leadership positions and asking them to go out and try, which is what they're going to ask their teammates to do all season long is, is really important. I think to helping them grow as leaders.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. They, they, and I think another aspect of it is just they're practicing, like practicing being leaders. Like you said early in the season, like just explaining drills is it's just like getting reps and and throws. You know, it's like they're practicing being a leader to their teammates so that when you're at the postseason trying to get your goals for the or achieve a higher result with your team, they don't have to think about how I'm gonna be a leader or how to address the team. They're just in that zone,
1: right? Yeah, and sometimes they're going to surprise you. You know, sometimes they're going to go out and and outperform you or their expectations. Uh, you may discover a hidden strength uh, in your captains that you may not have realized that, or or they may not have even realized that they had. Uh, I, I think that players in general tend to perform better when they're not thinking too much, and sometimes just oh. throwing them out there allows them to do that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That was, I think, a theme throughout the throughout the IRCA conference this year, talking about, for our tactical talks, just getting players in the mind of thinking, or not thinking, rather, and just going out and doing. Um, Brian Jones especially talked about that a lot in his presentation on defense, but that's certainly something that applies to I think every aspect every aspect of the game. So um, how do you um, amongst different captains, how do you view dividing roles? do you think do you mostly give everyone kind of similar roles and let them figure it out? Do you give them a little bit more structure? How do you approach that?
1: So I've found in, in just my experience of being on teams where captains are elected by their peers, uh, that typically just naturally the captains tend to have differing strengths. I, in the presentation, I talk about some examples of different roles that you may find your captains falling into, based on their strengths and their weaknesses. And I, while I would caution anybody from boxing anybody into a role that they're not comfortable in or, or just making assumptions about what that person's role should be, I do think that giving people the opportunity to utilize their strengths to the benefit of the team is something that will keep your your relationship between both you and your captains healthy and between the captains and the, and the rest of the team. So I I do find that when you do see those strengths, someone who's, for example, someone who's incredibly well organized, uh, someone that's good at getting people to get stuff done, uh, that person letting them do that and helping the other captain see that is part of your job and part of what will help make them successful. Uh, It also can add a lot of value to help that captain recognize what they're contributing. I find that, especially when you're playing with young captains, but I think this extends to adults is that they tend to put a lot of pressure on themselves and they feel like they have to be this incredible star player who never makes any mistakes and this well-spoken leader and this trust and confidant. They try and be all of the roles because they f- feel like that's what their team needs from them and expect from them. And by helping them recognize their strengths and their roles and, and where they can contribute, they can take some of the the pressure off of themselves by having to be everything. And you know, if you have captains that are in groups of two or three or four, helping them see where those strengths lie so that they can work together in a way that's going to maximize their effectiveness and make everyone feel valued uh, will just make the operation more smooth and, and I think be rewarding for everybody.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Definitely. I like, I like the idea of finding strength in captains again, kind of similar to playing in general, you're going to sort players into deep threats, handlers, and so on from there. It makes sense to apply those same principles towards your team leadership.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that sports and, uh, gives another chance to point out that like in life, people are different from one another and have different strengths. And sometimes people, I think hide from that and they want everyone to have a similar, a role as possible and are afraid to recognize when some of their teammates have strengths in areas Maybe you're on a team that has a, a really good experienced player and you don't want to draw too much attention to that person because you're afraid that it'll it'll make the rest of the team feel lesser. And I think it's, it's less about taking the focus away from a star player and more about creating opportunities for everyone to contribute and then recognizing and valuing those contributions. And the same thing applies to captaincy. You may have three captains and one of them is this you know for sticking with the college example is this elite club star who's more experienced than the other captains and and has played for a long time and has all this tactical advice and is very athletic and that's fine let that person be the player that they are but find ways to help the other captains recognize their strengths and find ways to let them contribute those strengths so that you can then show the value that you have for those if you emphasize things that you think are important if you recognize them and you know reward people for those things they're gonna place value on them too
0: yeah for sure um, yeah I definitely definitely agree um, that you've got to kind of highlight the highlight the highs and um, kind of instill, I guess a model um, or try and have your captain's model what you want as as much as possible
1: and um, and that's I mean that that brings me kind of to another example of a way that I try and another tool that I use to try and give the captain the stage on which to be leaders and and brings me to a larger point. One of the things that I've done with the teams I've coached recently is we do shout outs at the end of practice. So at the end of practice, the captains and coaches will, uh, if they so choose, recognize an individual, sometimes multiple individuals and shout them out for something. Uh, and that has multiple functions. Not only does it give the captains a chance to offer praise to their teammates, but it, it gives them a it gives you a chance to set the example and the tone for them to show them how building these structures into their leadership is a helpful piece of the puzzle. And on top of that, it lets you emphasize those types of things that you want to reward in the team. So even though so-and-so may have had four goals in the scrimmage, You can recognize this other person because they're doing a great job clearing. And what you talked about at practice that day was clearing. So that person who didn't touch the disc and didn't score any goals knows that what they were doing was an important contribution to the team. And that showing the captains how to value their teammates and reinforce those concepts uh, will help make them better leaders and is exactly the kind of thing that I think will help captains transition into coaching one day because I think a a lot of us coaches are former captains ourselves.
0: Yep, uh well, guilty is charged there. <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, but I I absolutely agree, and I think that for the from the player's perspective too, I think there's just a different level of meaning that they can get when they have a peer giving them that kind of feedback that you're that you're giving as a coach, because um, at a certain level they expect that positive reinforcement from a coach, and that's obviously a very nice thing. But for especially again, college or local teams where you're hanging out with these people all the time outside of practice as well. Um, Just to hear them as a peer, giving you that kind of feedback as well. Um, It, it just adds another level of meaning um, and really instills those values. So I think that's, that's super valuable to develop in your captains.
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's, it it teaches feedback, you know, how to, how to give feedback. I know our, Kristen Frankie also talked about this in her Urker presentation. Uh, but by giving specifics, it makes the feedback a lot more meaningful. You know, it it teaches your captains that as well. So that they can go from just saying, you know, hey, I, I thought that so-and-so was awesome this practice, and they did a great job. And instead of that, saying, Hey, I thought so-and-so was awesome this practice because they were really clearing hard and getting out of the important space and them recognizing how to create space for their teammates uh, really helped our offense move. And that kind of specific feedback I find is a lot more meaningful to that, uh, to those receiving it.
0: Yeah. And that, that kind of feedback stuff that can also play into your team culture, right? You can um, not just reward on field on field accomplishments, but also just, being up on the sideline, or being encouraging to your teammates when they make a mistake, and um, picking up cones after a drill at practice without being asked—just all these little things that um, are part of the team culture as a whole—is um, another way, that, another thing that you can highlight and have have your captains highlight as well.
1: Absolutely, and uh, I an example just because this happened last night. I had practice. And we had a rookie who I shouted out for a very little thing. We we even had a scrimmage. So this person, this person actually had scored five goals and had like multiple blocks in the scrimmage. And that there's a lot to be excited about. And I said, you know, I want to shout out this person. Her name's Kate. I'll, I'll shout it out again. Um, if she happens to listen, <laughs> uh, Kate looked over her shoulder as she approached to set the mark after a reset throw. And that tiny little thing, I, I was like, you know, I don't think we talked about this a lot. I actually think I said it once at one practice. Hey, I really want you to look over your shoulder as you do this. And to see a young player implement that with only being told once, I think shows it an intense level of, of detail and just being someone who's really receptive to feedback. And being able to, to point out something so little, something that wasn't as obvious as all the goals she scored, uh, I think shows her teammates that we're looking for more than just being successful on field. We're looking for building the habits that lead to sustained success and that lead to a healthy culture and the kinds of things where you're talking about uh, being a positive person on the sideline, helping pick your teammates after, up after mistakes, even being willing to make the right types of mistakes, not being afraid to do the thing that we're talking about doing, even if you're not comfortable with it, even if you're not even sure if you can execute it yet. Being able to shout somebody out for making the right kinds of mistakes, I think is incredibly valuable because it helps build a culture where it's safe to make those mistakes. And that's you know a big part of both coaching and captaincy is that culture building and the ways that you can show them how to do it are often by leading by example.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, Kate. Um,
1: no, she's yeah. she's going to be, she's going to be quite a player.
0: Nice. That's, that's exciting. I know that's exciting for you, but yeah, Kristen Frankie definitely went in, went in pretty detailed about what kind of those little examples you can look for. Um, so that's another talk you can find if you're, an like a classroom subscriber, but she yeah, I think she did a great job of covering those kinds of topics that you're talking about.
1: Oh, and she and she lives it. as as you know, in my in my my day job at, at LT World, I watch and I'm around a ton of Ultimate, particularly in the women's division, and she is just so communicative with her teammates and that type of like consistent. Feedback is something that she practices. That is a part of how she performs. And it's the kind of thing that makes you want to be someone's teammate is when you see the way that they talk to their to their teammates in this healthy way and are exchanging ideas and feedback. And, I, you know, it's the kind of thing that you're like, wow, I wish I could play with that person one day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, she's great. Um, so, Keith, I want to end on one more one more kind of intro question here Um, on the topic of shout outs. Do you have a, can you think of one or maybe two captains that you want to give a shout out of uh, just kind of like a favorite story of their development, um, what you saw in them and how they progressed as leaders, Um, just a story to kind of illustrate these points you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I, I I guess I can think of a, of a couple of examples over the years. I mean, I've seen so many captains at this point, like kind of grow up, and it's it's like gives gives me the feels right. to think about it. <laughs> um, there, I once had the chance uh, in club to captain uh, Kate Travaglini, who now coaches the University of Florida, and Kate is an incredibly intense player and personality who really asks for the most of herself and her teammates at all times Uh, and seeing her learn how to communicate with her teammates in a way that was healthy about what she expects of them uh, and what she expects of herself and seeing her translate that into being a coach of this, you know, wonderful group of women who I think look up to her in such a meaningful way uh that was really special for me and and she's a a a tremendous coach uh and her and her team tend to have such a great team culture uh and that a lot of that i think comes from from her and it took her time to learn how to do that it wasn't something that just happened naturally uh which i think is a common mistake for uh people thinking about coaching that it's just gonna like they're just gonna be better coaches just by happenstance, just over time, but, uh, it takes, you know, thought and dedication. Uh, and so Kate's someone that I could definitely recognize for that. Um, I also, uh, had a captain at Emory, uh, Ariana Robbins, and she had no ultimate experience entering college and, uh, didn't feel I think like an athlete. and she's not the only captain i could i could I could highlight like this, but uh, over time just not only became confident in herself as an athlete but as a leader and built up a, a really valuable skill set. and even though some of her other captains were players that had played ultimate in high school and were playing a lot of elite club, she found her voice and it really, I think blossomed in that in that role and uh I, I think that she's someone who will be very successful in life because of that self-confidence and self-assurance that I think she built up as in part as a captain in college uh i i you, you know you could start me on this and, and we could we could be here another hour <laughs> yeah uh, i've been very fortunate to work with some really wonderful people
0: that's awesome yeah those are some it sounds like they learned some really great life lessons at that- like you said, just apply outside of Ultimate as well. Um that's really great to hear. And I I know it's rewarding for you as a coach. Um see those players develop um, over time.
1: Yeah, um, it's, it's it's just like I still am, you know, get to run into people and to see them flourishing and whether it's on the field or off the field or, you know, in their careers, uh to see them having success is just the kind of thing that, you know, you can't really get anywhere else. I think it's, I think whether we admit it or not subconsciously, it's a part of what draws us to coaching is that we feel uh, a connection with these captains and with these players and seeing them grow uh, helps us feel like we're really contributing something. And it just makes you feel all, all warm and fuzzy inside to like, To see that and and to get to talk with my captains in preparation for this for this presentation uh just reminded me of that all over again uh because not only do you get that feeling from them but you help instill that feeling in them and they get to feel it as they watch their rookies turn into captains of their own one day
0: absolutely yeah uh i'm about to go to a meeting with my captains tonight about our tournament this weekend and you know, just this conversation alone has made me think of four or five things that I want to bring up in that meeting. Um, I think it, it's definitely always something worth thinking about and developing as a coach. Your ability to develop the captains is just crucial, I think.
1: Yeah. And, and um, those relationships are just very powerful and they, they, yeah. they last a long time. Uh, yeah. So, uh yeah. As I, as I tell the players, uh, the college ultimate in particular, but the youth ultimate and, and just our opportunity to all play together is finite. And that's part of what makes it special. So like you always want to make sure that you're cherishing the time that you have together as a team because uh, it doesn't last forever. And so I, I try and remind my captains of that too because I never want them to lose sight of the experience that they should be having. At the, I never want the captains to sacrifice themselves for the greater good, so to speak
0: right absolutely well keith uh, i think that's about all the time we have today Um, thank you again so much for your presentation and for coming on the show Um, it's been wonderful learning from you talking to you um yeah Um,
1: thanks for having me on jack it's always fun to to Talk about the these different concepts, and uh, I never I never feel like it's like oh I definitively have the solution to this problem. Uh, I always think of it like this is my idea, and I hope that it helps other people think critically about these ideas of their own. And you know, if people have feedback or thoughts they want to share, or or, you know, an issue that they want to bring up, uh, happy to to talk about it in the Urca classroom or on Twitter. Uh, because I think this stuff is, is an ongoing evolving process and like kind of everybody approaches it from their own perspective. And my perspective is just one that has some thought behind it. So I think once other people take the time to think about the same thing, they'll, they'll, they have tons to contribute and stuff to teach me as well.
0: Absolutely. Real quick, where can they find you on Twitter? What's your um, handle?
1: my so I have two Twitter handles but if you want to hit me up about ultimate uh, it's at full field hammer uh, all one word uh, no I can't throw one uh, but uh, I also have lots of of takes on ultimate so feel free to follow me awesome. if you if you want to get uh, get some takes.
0: All right, awesome well Keith, thanks again um, really appreciate it and this was this was a lot of fun Thanks for taking the time.
1: Thanks for having me on Jack
0: all right. Thanks again to Keith for talking with me today. In addition to Fullfield Hammer on Twitter, you can also find Keith every week on the Deep Look podcast. It's a great weekly summary about the news throughout the Ultimate Community and definitely worth checking out. Remember, you can find Keith, Kristen Frankie, Lou Burris, and every other IRCA presenter from every year all the way back to 2014 as a member of the IRCA Classroom. A link to sign up for The Classroom can be found in the description of this episode. So now, as promised, here is a quick glance of what is in the work for this podcast. I'm really excited to share this with you. Um, Over the next few weeks, we'll be posting recap episodes with more IRCA presenters talking about their conference presentations and answering listener questions, similar to today's episode. After that, we're going to shift gears. With the club season approaching in the U.S., I'll be coming out with a new season of podcasts focused on developing players from the perspective of the player. This is something a lot of you have been asking for, and I'm really happy to say that we are going to be able to deliver it. The goal is to have a few episodes out in time to get you ready for tryouts, and then continue releasing episodes throughout the year to aid in your development. If you have any topics that you want covered on the show, please reach out to me at jack at ultiresults.com, Um, As I said before, this show is really going to be guided by your feedback, and I want to know what you want to know so we can all learn and get better together. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, This has been really incredible to be able to do, and I'm really excited about our next season um, coming up after we finish up this one. So thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.